wanted to get quick information about the weekly Sabbath school lesson? Well, you're nearly there. Just press the button and you will get important key informations about the weekly theme. Easy to understand. Short inversion, 5 minutes each day, 30 minutes each week. You will be well prepared for Sabbath in church. Your friends will be astonished about your knowledge. Rest in Christ, finding peace in Jesus. This is what we are going to study for three months in 13 lessons, finding out how we can find this wonderful safety, resting in peace. In Jesus Christ. How can it be? How can we find this? If we find it, we will experience the highest quality in life ever. We are going to study this. I hope you will be with us. Grace be with you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. We are going to study the theme Rest in Christ. And we need 13 lectures for that. Lesson 3, The Roots of Restlessness. Our text for this week, we find in the epistle of James, and it is written in a way that we discover what is important and what is not important. And here we find in chapter 3, verse 16, the verse, for where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work, envy and strive. Once I wanted to get rid of a certain bush which came out around the pathway of my house, and I tried and tried to get rid of these bushes, but I didn't succeed. In the end, I lifted 
the stones that I had put there, and then I discovered the roots. <laughs> they were so long, three times as long as a person can be tall. So without taking out the roots of this bush, I would never have succeeded in getting rid of it. And envy, strive, selfishness, these are roots which will kill our relationships, the loved ones. So therefore, we have a look, a close look, how to get rid of these roots of restlessness so that we can experience peace and safety and a new life in Jesus Christ. That's our aim. Jesus brings division. In Matthew chapter 10, we read in verse 34, and this is a word from Jesus. Think not that I am come to send peace on earth. I came not to send peace, but a sword. Hmm? Can, can that, can it be correct? Jesus, he is the one who brings peace. Isn't he the one? Yeah, for you, for your heart. If you start loving him with all your heart, all your energy from your soul and so on. But whenever you will do this, starting a loving relationship to Jesus, the persons around you, so your, your loved ones, your new ones, they will discover, oh, you have a new friend. And they have to react to this new situation. And either they say, hallelujah, that's the best idea you could ever have. Going with Jesus, that's ideal. Or the opposite, they say, what? What are you going to do? Are you crazy? What's going on in you? I want you to be normal again. So I want you to be as you have been before. If not, I will not be your friend any longer. And from a friendly attitude, they change to a not so friendly attitude. So it can become hatred, of course. And therefore Jesus says, I have not come to bring peace. Peace to your soul, but not peace to all relationships. Because not everybody likes it when you become peace in Jesus, when you get peace in Jesus. Because they do not want Jesus. And if they do not want him, and you are a friend of Jesus, then they do not want you. Therefore, division. Selfishness. We 
discover the roots of restlessness. And selfishness is one of these roots. It's the killer for all relationships. When I think, well, the main thing is I am satisfied. And that you are satisfied. If you fall in love, then it's this theme. You must be satisfied. But normally, I must be satisfied. And because of this attitude, you will never be satisfied. And this is what Jesus tells us. He told about a rich farmer who had such a wonderful harvest, so much as he had never experienced before, and he decided, I will torn down my buildings, and will erect new ones so that all my corn will be in there. And I have safety for years in advance. So much corn. But then he hears the word of God. This night your life will end. Who will earn? what you have collected together in your building. So you have only cared to the day of your death and not further on. So what about life after death? Have you cared for that? Because if you have not done so, you will get no life after death. Only death after death. The Bible speaks about the second death. So you are resurrected to receive your reward, either everlasting life or everlasting death. Either or. Either you live or not. And Jesus wanted to remind us when telling the story about this rich farmer, life is more than living here till your death. Ambition. We read in Luke 22, verse 24, and there was also a strife among them, among the disciples, which of them should be accounted the greatest. Ah, that's interesting. And this happened the very last evening when Jesus was together with his disciples. During this night, he was captured and then nailed to the cross next day. So it was the last time being together with his disciples. And they had a strive which of them should be accounted the greatest. This theme was introduced by Judas. He was the one who wanted to be the greatest among the disciples. Therefore, he used this theme. And then Jesus said, The kings of the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and they that exercise authority upon them are called Benefactors, so our politicians, they're called benefactors. <laughs> they call themselves in this way. 
But afterwards, when everything is opened to our eyes, we discover, oh, they worked for their own backs, <laughs> that they are full and not for the people, as they have told us. So in the end, Jesus says, but you shall not be so. But he that is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he that is chief, as he that does serve. So in Jesus' days, the younger ones were the servants of the older ones. And an old person, oh, it was honored. So it was a bit different than today. But he says, if you want to be the chief, then act as if you were the servant. Interesting. And Jesus says, I have done so. I have left the universe being king there to be your servant. Behave as I have done. Hypocrisy. When Jesus spoke to the Pharisees, and to the scribes for the last time, he used the following words written down by Matthew in chapter 23, verse 13. But woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. And he uses this, these words time and again, time and again, in his last address to the scribes and Pharisees. Hypocrisy is a root for restlessness. Sometimes people say and act in a way which is not authentical. It's just the opposite. They want you to believe something. For example, someone wants to get you to be married to you, not because of you, but because of your possessions or what you will earn from your father, your mother. So they, they do as if they want to marry you. They act in such a way that you may believe that you love them, but in reality they love what you possess. And it's a better experience to discover, oh, it's not me, it's what I have. They love, or he or she loves. And in spiritual aspects, making a show towards God, crazy. He, he, he looks into your heart. He can read in your heart your thoughts. You even know by yourself he knows. He knows your future. He knows how you will act in 10 years. He knows everything. So if you act in hypocrisy towards your Savior, crazy, be what you are. 
uprooting restlessness. When Jesus was together with his disciples for the last time, the Last Supper, the disciples discovered that Jesus' mood was not the same. And he said to them, and we read this in John 14, verse 1, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe you in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Wow! And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Wow! I will come again. This is what Jesus said. I will come again, and I will take you and take you there to my home. And there will be mansions for you reserved. Oh, great. We are loved ones by him if we love him. And then we'll come back. And this time is near. We are very close to this event of Jesus returning. And how to get out of this restlessness? How can we uproot our restlessness? Rest in Jesus. Come to him. Find peace in him for your heart. And he's the only one who can do this. So trust in Jesus. Then you will experience rest. Otherwise, restlessness will go on and go on and go on forever. The only, the only way to get out of it is you come to Jesus Christ, who said here in John 14, verse 6, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. Jesus is the only way to the Father. Summary. On this, in this piece of art, you can see Jesus. He has just healed the person who had been blind from birth on. And there you see all this safety, this surety, this peace, this fulfilling of our desire. It's there. On the other hand, here we see no water has been on this part of the earth. It's dried up. No water. No green plant around, only brown everything. We need water. And you need water, it's a parable, for your heart. Without this water of Jesus, you will be dried up like this ground here on this photograph. So it's time to find rest in Jesus. 
and to uproot all restless, restlessness in you, that you experience a new way of life, that you experience something you have never experienced before. And this is happening when you start a loving relationship with Jesus. Study him, his words, his attitudes, how he spoke to this person, another person. He loves you. He created you. He wants you to find peace and rest and safety and fulfilling of your desire forever in eternity. This is his attitude towards you. He has invented you, created you. He wants you to be safe. He wants you to have a future beyond all understanding and imagination. More than, than you can think about. He wants to give you the best. There's only one condition. Trust him. Love him. Follow him. He will give you everything as this person who has been blind.